Welcome to the Compass Catholic Changemaker podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kano. On this podcast, we talk about how to live with our money as Catholics. Hi, and welcome to this week's Changemaker podcast. I've been collecting questions that have been submitted by listeners, and we'll be answering those questions on today's episode. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org. I love to hear from you and answer your money questions. Quick note, I omitted the names for the sake of privacy. So let's jump into this week's questions. All right, first question. Dear Caitlin, my fiance and I are about to get married. He's in the military and we expect to move soon after our wedding. My fiance wants to rent furniture and some appliances from a rental center. There are several of these located right by the base and many of our friends are doing the same thing. He thinks there's no point in buying something that may not fit in our next place. Is this a good idea? Well, first of all, congratulations on your engagement. That's really exciting. And I'm glad that you're giving this some conversation rather than one person jumping into a decision without consulting the other. So thumbs up there. People who use these rent-to-own stores often end up paying twice the retail price or more for anything they buy. And they're often located by military installations because there's lots of young people who have reliable income, even though it's not a large amount of income. Ultimately, they come out ahead and you don't. The weekly payment may seem cheap, but these will cost you way more in the long run. They're able to advertise so much because they're making lots of money off other people's expensive decisions. So when you get all those mailers in the newspaper or you see their billboards up, it's because other people have made very expensive decisions and they can finance their advertising. It's a really expensive option. And if I were in your shoes, and I was, I'm a military spouse. I've been there, done that. I've lived at military installations for a few months. I've lived at military installations for a few years. So I get it. What I do is when I'm at a new place, I look at my local Facebook marketplace, and I also check out local thrift shops. You can also go to a scratch and dent appliance store and see if you can get a good deal there. So Furniture is a need, right? Like we need furniture, you need a place to sit. You don't need name brand furniture. You don't need brand new furniture. So it may be a matter of adjusting your expectations and being okay with getting something used in the meantime. That way you can save up your money so when you get your forever home, you can get the perfect furniture that you want rather than getting mediocre furniture at every place that you live at for a few months or a few years. Something else to give thought to is if you own these pieces because you bought them for cheap at a thrift store or you bought them off Facebook Marketplace, you may be able to pay them forward when you leave that military installation and another young couple who's starting out may need some help. So just give that some thought. But what I really wanna talk about here is approaching the situation with empathy with your fiance. There are some real reasons why these monthly payment or weekly payment options seem more attractive than saving. It may not even be that he's being impulsive. It may just be that he wants to feel like he's providing for you or you have a nice place to come home to after a long day of work. So we wanna make sure we approach this with empathy and we're not being judgmental or acting like we have all the answers. This has to be a conversation between you and him. 
So in his mind, he may be thinking that the two of you can have brand new furniture, you can have appliances, you can have electronics with no credit checks or no down payments and low monthly or weekly payments. He also may be thinking about them offering free delivery, free setup, so that's a thing, they do that. And they also service the appliances because they own them and you don't. And if customers can't make these payments, these items can be returned without triggering collections activity. Because low-income families often lack savings cushions to deal with these financial shocks, they're often willing to pay a hefty premium for the flexibility of what Carnegie Mellon researchers call, quote, a completely inescapable contract. So this may just be what his family of origin did when they felt like they needed a big ticket item. What I would do is just lay out the math for him and explain another way to get what you need, but in a way that's not going to set you both up for financial failure. So when it comes to these rent-to-own places, whether it be for furniture, washer and dryer sets, and that sort of thing, you'll end up paying much, much more than if you just saved up and bought these items outright. The amount you'll pay out of pocket is even more ridiculous if you compare to buying the same item slightly used somewhere else. All right, so that is a really good question. Um, we have our next question that is regarding credit card debt. And the question is, Dear Caitlin, my wife and I owe $10,000 on different credit cards. Because I've always saved for my retirement, I have some money available there. Is it wise to take from my retirement to pay off those credit cards? Ooh, good question here. Um, so for this, I would say it's best to pay off your credit cards without invading your retirement. And something to know, if you're younger than 59 and a half years old, you're gonna have to pay a 10% penalty for taking money out of your retirement, plus you'll have to pay income taxes on whatever you take out. So it's a really expensive way to get access to cash. Taking money out of your pension early to pay off your credit cards is generally not a good idea. You're also, in a way, stealing from your future self and you're not addressing the problem of reliance on credit. You'll be treating the symptom, but you're not gonna be treating the disease. So for this situation, this is what I would do. First is track and take control of your spending with a spending plan that includes a debt snowball payment. For that, you can use Mint, you can use YNAB, you can use an Excel spreadsheet. We have some great Excel spreadsheets available on compasscatholic.org. Um, and you're going to use these to track and take control of your spending. You are gonna be the one that tells your dollars where they're going rather than wondering where all your money went, right? I'm also gonna recommend you go to compasscatholic.org and you use our debt snowball calculator to come up with a debt snowball plan to get that paid off. So the next thing I'm going to do is make sure I'm budgeting for sinking funds. If I could insert one of those hand clap emojis in a podcast here, this is where I would do it. These are expenses that don't hit every month, so we mentally set them aside until they feel like emergencies. So quarterly taxes are not emergencies. Regular car maintenance and occasional new tires, those are not emergencies. Budget for them accordingly so the cash is ready to go when the expense hits. The third thing I'm going to do is I'm gonna check the balance of my emergency fund. 
The debt load may just be from a legitimate emergency without having the emergency fund in place. So ultimately, you want to work towards having a three months emergency fund set aside for emergencies. So once those credit cards are paid off, and I know you're going to get there, I want you to start paying off your other consumer debts. By that, I mean your car payments, your HELOCs, those kind of things. And eventually, by following the Compass Catholic Money Map, you're going to get to the point where you're bringing cash to purchase the car. Debt is not going to be in your financial game plan anymore. You are not going to be a slave to the lender. So that's what I would do. I would first track and take control of the spending with an app or using a spreadsheet. Next, I would make sure I'm budgeting for sinking funds. Third, I would check the balance of my emergency fund and I would make sure I get it up to three months income. Fourth, I would make sure I get all my consumer debt paid off because debt is no longer going to be your financial plan. All right, so the final question of the day is... Dear Caitlin, how much should I budget to give to my parish? I used to just throw some cash in the basket prior to COVID, and now I'm doing the automatic weekly donations, but I'm not sure if that is enough. Money is tight now, but I want to support my parish. All right, so another great question. This podcast is going to go live on April 7th, so I think it's appropriate that I read the first reading from the April 7th Mass. And it comes from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Peter and John were going up to the temple area for the three o'clock hour of prayer. A man crippled from birth was carried and placed at the gate of the temple called, quote, the beautiful gate, end quote, every day, to beg for alms from the people who enter the table. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. But Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. He paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have neither gold nor silver, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, rise up and walk. Then Peter took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles grew strong. He leapt up, stood, and walked around and went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the one who used to sit begging at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with amazement and astonishment at what had happened to him. So regarding your question, we get this question all the time. How much do I have to give? Often people get stuck at, I'm not giving 10%, so maybe I'm just not going to give at all. But really in regards to giving, here's Compass Catholic's tips in regards to how much to budget for generous causes. The first one is giving should be periodic. We need to give frequently and we need to give on a regular schedule because if we're not giving on a regular schedule, we forget to do it. The second one is giving should be personal. It is the right and the responsibility of every child of God to be generous. The benefits of generosity far outweigh any dollar amount that we can ever give. God invites us all to participate in those benefits. Fifth, giving should be premeditated. You don't want to wait until you're asked or a missionary comes to your parish. You want to make sure you have thought it out before the ask happens. 
That way you get to enjoy the experience rather than giving from a mentality of scarcity. And sixth is that giving should be done without pride. All right, so those are our six tips in regards to how to budget for generous causes. We are called to not only be financially generous, but we're also called to be generous with our time and with our talent. Just like Peter did in today's reading, he didn't have gold or silver, but what he did give, he gave in the name of Jesus Christ. Your generosity plan should also take into account your time and your talent, not just your bank account. So I wish I can give you a percentage or some math equation when it came to uh, being generous and how much we should give to our parishes. But the bottom line is generosity should be an ongoing conversation with our creator. If I were to give you a percentage, that conversation would be stopped. There'd be no need for a conversation. Do it prayerfully. We want to make sure it's premeditated. We want to make sure it's periodic. We want to make sure it's personal. All these different wonderful things should be part of our conversation with the Lord about how much we are called to be generous with. But yeah, don't forget to be generous with your time and your talent. That man that Peter helped, he rose up and he praised the Lord. That generosity of Peter's time and talent far outweighed any gold or silver piece that anyone else had ever given that man. I want to thank those of you who submitted questions to our podcast at compasscatholic.org email address. And if you have questions, again, podcast at compasscatholic.org, we love to hear from you and we love to be helpful in any way possible. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Thank you for listening to this week's Changemaker podcast. We invite you to go to compasscatholic.org to learn about our ministry and to learn about the different resources we offer. We also ask that you go to Facebook, you like us on Facebook, you follow us on Instagram, and that you subscribe to our podcast. Have a wonderful week. God bless.